Welcome to Backseat Confessions Podcast. Slide into the backseat as we listen to mostly anonymous strangers tell us stories from their lives. I'm a rideshare driver in Atlanta, and the people getting in my car have absolutely no idea I'm going to ask them to share. My commitment to you is to tell at least a snippet of virtually every story recorded in my car in the order they were told to me. My hope is that you laugh, cringe, cry, but mostly connect to these amazing people. You may find a piece of your own story or just feel more connected to the rest of us. Join us, won't you? So, hey, my new friend, this is an adult podcast. Themes and languages are definitely not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode 12. I'm truly grateful to have you along this journey, whether this is the first episode you've tuned in for or whether you've been here since the uh, the end of last year for the first episodes. Um, you know, I, I've discovered, as, as I often do, in, in putting uh, an episode together, that there's a bit of a theme in the stories today. Uh, unintentional, of course, because... You know, as you already know, I'm telling them in the order they were told to me, and there is no particular theme uh, per se. But let's see if you can catch this the same idea, that the same theme that I feel like I have uh, uh, found by the time you reach the end. Also, in keeping with inviting you guys along the creative journey with me, uh, I ask after one of the stories you'll hear today for feedback on a specific topic but I realize now I'd love to hear your stories on anything noteworthy from your life. Send me an audio recording, uh, either by email or you can DM me on, on the Instagram. Um, give me permission to share it, of course, change the names to protect privacy, all that stuff. And I, on my side, I'll try to come up with a cool way to share some of them in some upcoming episode. I would especially love if you told us about one of the BCP stories that has either touched, inspired, or reminded you of whatever it is that you, you'd like to share. So, anyways, my friend, let's hit the road. Ah, the random acts of kindness by a stranger. They're one of my favorite types of stories. We can get so busy that we forget to be kind to the people around us as we go about our day. But when we remember to stop, and in this case, encourage and bless someone, it can really make a difference in how they feel about themselves. Story number 58. Saturday, December 5th, 2020, 8.47 p.m. I have a story out of the kindness of a stranger. Okay. And it was so weird because I'm normally not the type to just walk up on people and talk to them. Right. But she was like, excuse me, can I say something to you Mm. or give you something? Mm. And I said, sure. So 
you know, you guys can't see the bracelet, but you can. So this bracelet here. It's beautiful. It have a guardian angel on it. Yep, yep. And she was like, when you walked past me, your spirit was very well mm. mannered. And I was like, can you explain that to me a little bit? Yeah. She was like, whatever it is on you, like, you're just a happy and mm-hmm. jolly person. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't see that, but everybody that I meet says that. Oh, you have a, a, such so a kindness and warmth about you, by the way. She was like, I'm going to give you this bracelet with this guardian angel on you because somebody is covering you. I just don't know who it is. Mm. So it was kind of strange to me, you know. Yeah. Just being uh, a stranger, I'm like, dang, wow. this is very strange. Is. But when she grabbed me and hugged me and gave me the bracelet, it was like a cold spirit went over me. Ooh. And I was like, wow. Wait, so you felt like you felt internally cool or something? Yes. Like she was very nice and sweet. Mm. When when she hugged me, mm-hmm. she prayed for me and she yeah. gave me this bracelet and another bracelet. Wow. This one have a guardian angel on it. Yeah. And the other one have like an angel with two spirits sitting on the side of it. Mm. And I was like, this is so sweet out of person because, you know, this been a tough year. Oh, yeah. So for her to just walk up on me and give me something like that, you know, that brings tears to somebody's eyes because you're like, dang. Right. She sees something that I don't see, but everybody else see it. And she actually brought it to my attention. So that story really, like... That's amazing. (laughs) ...touched me. Because, you know, it's been a crazy 2020. Right. Like crazy. Yes. So when she gave me this, it made me feel so much better. Oh my it God. made me feel better as a person and how I feel about myself. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, so, like, what what has changed in even how you feel about yourself since that? I've always been a jolly and happy person. Yeah. It just made me talk to people and do for people more wow. than what I used to do. Because sometimes... I feel like I should say no, but it's so hard because out of the kindness of my heart, I just say yes to yeah. stuff. So I think they gave me like an enlightenment of myself. Like mm. I was so happy the whole day. I was like, oh my God, like this lady, she just made my day. I love that. Wow. Random so acts of kindness. Story. Like it was wow. so sweet and kind, but I loved it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's amazing. Thank you. Absolutely. You know, there have been many times in my life where I was more intentional about going out of my way to speak something encouraging to a random person in a grocery store or wherever. And I've even taken the time to pray with strangers in the past, but I haven't done that as much in the last couple years. Some of it is because of life circumstances. Some of it is because of all the fear around the virus and proximity to people and all that. But after hearing this story, I'm inspired to start taking the time and making the effort again, even if it's just a little bit of effort. And you know, it's like anything good that you do for someone else. It usually is us that end up feeling better about ourselves and our life when we take time to love others well. Well, we go from an inspirational story to a life lesson on If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And I will say, I really hate it when people get taken advantage of in a scam. But in this case, I don't think 
there are any truly innocent people. Story number 59. Saturday, December 5th, 2020, 10.40 p.m. Okay, pretty much. <laughs> Work at a video game store. Okay. In the mall. So there was a random guy came in. He was hanging around the mall, hanging around the store for probably like a couple of hours. Okay. Kept saying his brother was coming to the store. He was trying to get a PlayStation 5 for him. Okay. So he was mumbling, like he was just trying to get, get away from him because he was like just being annoying. So <laughs> I was trying to stay away from him. Yeah. So he went to one of my employees. And he told her the uh, he told her, told her the same story, uh-huh. and he told her it was pretty much just to um, nod your head when I point my finger at you. <laughs> so she was new, so she's just saying whatever because she didn't know what he was saying either. Right, he was just mumbling, which was smart. So she's she's while um, so a couple of hours later, a guy come in, and they were looking suspicious. I told him so you gotta leave the store wow. before you do anything suspicious because he looks literally got looking suspicious. Uh-huh. So he just kept saying no, no, we're I'm cool, I'm cool, and so. He went back into the guy, then pointed, I walked away. Then he pointed to my uh, co-worker and she pretty much nodded her head. <laughs> so that was the sign. So the guy, he gave him $60, $600. Oh geez. He gave him $600, the guy that came in, that's supposed to be his brother, but right. it wasn't really his brother. Right, yeah. And so he gave him $600. And so the guy that was scamming, he just walked out, he left. And so the guy that gave the $600 was just standing there and the, standing in the corner, just waiting. I asked him what they need help. He said, no, I'm okay. And then like 30 minutes passed by. He came up to me and said, where's my system? Oh. And I'm like, we don't have any systems. No. So, so okay. Then he said, well, somebody, I'm supposed to get a system right, right, right? Because she nodded her head. She just wanted to see me coming to the store. And I said, I don't have your system. So pretty much what <sighs> come to find out was the guy told told him that uh, we were selling systems under the table at, at the store I work at. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and so he was waiting. So he, she had to uh, nod her head. She had to come in. He had to come in the store to see her. <laughs> oh no! And before we give him the system. So oh. the guy left already. He was out of six hundred dollars. Oh no! I said he want to call the police. He said no because he was too embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said so that was, he lost six hundred dollars in a span of twenty minutes. Oh no! Oh no! And it sounds like this dude was. Do I need to dial in here? Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I have a card. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Um, oh man, poor guy. But like, yeah, that's that is. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of people scamming now. That's why. That's why this leads to shooting. Yeah. Gosh. That's I don't know crazy. If reach it here. I have a card. Yeah. Um, that. It's uh. I'll tell you what, though. I, normally, I feel really bad for people who get scammed. Yeah. But if you're going into a retail store and you think you're going to get something under the table, that's... I mean, you're already a little bit shady yourself. Yeah. So, but you know what I mean? People actually like, do that, though. People, even where I work at, they actually do that also. Really? Yeah. They, they so, should, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll sell stuff under the table? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So then it's not like... Okay, I was thinking no. that like was super rare. So it's apparently yeah. not that rare. One, one of my employees, or for, well, not for employees, but... Yeah co-workers from another store he actually got fired because he was selling like little lego figurines yeah we give away for free to kids yeah or when they buy when they buy a game oh yeah when they buy games yep we sell for free but you can, they online sell for 30 40 dollars ah so we get like 10 of them uh-huh uh-huh so you can just sell them and make an extra 
for under some, the table. Yeah. And we get codes and stuff. People people sell codes. Always somebody's it's, gotta hustle. Yeah, so that's why so I can see that. But <laughs> like you said, it can't kind of feel sorry for him, but you can't really. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> thanks for sharing the story, man. Hey, that's a good idea. There's a lot of trite things I could say here. I could say that the guy who lost the $600 had it coming to him. I could say that if we all worked as hard at something productive as the scammer and scammy did on their swindle, they would be better off. I could say that when you rob a large, faceless corporation, even if it's just a little bit at a time, that the rest of us just end up paying for it in what the big corps love to call shrinkage costs. But I'm not going to say any of that because it's just, you know, too predictable. It's low-hanging fruit. And, uh, you know, I'm better than that. Yeah, yeah, no, I feel good about keeping all that in and, and not being that guy. No, all right. So while this next gentleman talks about dating guys in Atlanta and the struggles of that, I would venture that these struggles are not just with dating men and not just here in good old A-Town. I have a dear friend who is trying to date women in a city across the country, and he is constantly frustrated by all the games. So here's to the challenges of modern day dating. Story number 60, Tuesday, December 8th, 2020, 12.42 a.m. My story is how uniquely odd the gentlemen in Atlanta are. Okay, very good. And and you were telling me earlier you're not from Atlanta, are you? I'm not. I'm a- I actually moved from Tennessee. I was born in Chicago. Oh, my hometown. Love it. And once I moved here, at first I was married. Okay. And we kind of went our separate ways. Yes, sir. And so I tried to... T- I tried to basically, you know, just kind of, you know, get myself familiar with the area, um, meet people with like and common interests. Yes, sir. And some of the guys that I met were just completely out of their mind. (laughs) Okay. Um, Give me some for instance. For instance, um, I had a guy. Yes, sir. And he was like, you know, oh, I don't, you know, like whenever you meet someone and they just immediately want to jump into sex right so you think about okay well you know we'll get to know each other right and go from there mm-hmm. the guy turns around and then that becomes a thing of oh it's like you're not interested oh then it turns around into a thing of where you know whenever they weren't doing good within themselves they mm-hmm. will become very mean Oof. Even though, you know, you're, you're still, you know, being there for, for them whenever they're going through and everything like that. Um, mm-hmm. So there was an instance where I got into a car accident mm-hmm. and I had kind of needed a little help. But I think I had maybe two days left to go to work. So I said, well, you know, since you have a car, you know, I put gas in, in your car and, you know, you can just help me to get to work. Yeah. Before that, the guy was like, oh, you know, I want to really work on us. You know, I really want to see, you know, where we can go in this relationship. And the very next day, the guy came and he was like, hey, um, I think I'm um, going to go back to Mississippi. Um, do you think that um, 
you're just going to go to work early or do you have another ride? And I'm like, uh, no, sir. <laughs> Clearly, you're going to drop me off at work. And I don't know what you're going to do after that. So the guy, he went back to Mississippi and I guess he was living his very best life. <laughs> he ended up texting me and calling me like maybe a couple weeks later and his car was completely smashed into pieces. And I was like, you Ooh, know, I don't like to, I no. wouldn't want to put nope. the, the emphasis is that's how karma got you. But it's <laughs> kind of like, it's hanging you know, out there. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you, you have to do right by people. You know, yeah. if people are here trying to help you, then you can return the favor. For sure. Especially if a person is not doing anything to take away from you, but they're trying to do things to help you in life because yeah. you're not familiar with Georgia as well. Right. Do right by them. If something yeah. that they've done just isn't working or anything like that, then you basically say, well, you know, it's not working and you move along with move your along. life. Yeah. So that's kind of one of my stories. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that was a very crazy story. Yeah. You know, and you're saying, and you, and you were saying that you've kind of noticed that in general, you feel like Georgia or Atlanta men, let's be specific. Atlanta men are just they're a little nuttier, a little crazier, a little a little less consistent or yes. however you'd you'd phrase that than, a little, than you're used a, to. A little less uh consistent. Where I from where I'm from in Tennessee, um, you can meet someone and you know, you can get to know them yeah. and that's not an issue. Here in Georgia, like you'll you'll have a guy and he'll be like, Oh, you know, I want you to come over and let's hang out and everything like that. You may call him the next day and he's like, Oh well I have a boyfriend. I'm like, Well did you have a boyfriend yesterday? <laughs> And I'm just kind of like, uh, no, sir. So today you're in love and I'm almost finna get married, right? And I'm like, uh, it just kind of don't work like that. <laughs> like, that means that your feelings really are not into mm-hmm. either person. Yeah. You're doing something that's, I'm not even sure if it's beneficial for you. I yeah. think that you're just doing something just to be doing something. Yeah. You know, with me, I came from a whole 10-year relationship and was married to that person. Right. Right. So the way that I even look at things, you would think that people are like, okay, well, let me gravitate towards him. But they'd be like, mm, no, let me play with his mind and then yeah then come back and i'm like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) see i told you that that, that 24 hour stuff Mm -hmm. it'll never work but you just have to let people um lie in the bed that they make there you go well and i uh, i have heard that uh, dating here in atlanta can be a challenge so man the dating games that get played I mean, I can't say too much because I was in the dating world for several years and I'm sure that some of the ladies would say I played games. Of course, I can rationalize what I was thinking and feeling and even how my background affected the way I interacted with the world. But nevertheless, I know I was far from perfect. Yeah, I have mad sympathy for those in the dating game. It is not for the faint of heart. So this next writer continues the talk about relationship struggles. One of the things that I've personally loved about this BCP project is the power of people to surprise you. This lady was at least my age, but I think older, and just looked like a quiet, conservative lady. I literally would never have guessed that under her reserved exterior, she has a libido and was still out there getting it on. Hats off to you, my lady. Story number 61, Tuesday, December 8th, 2020, 1.56 AM. 
Okay, so my story is about this young man I met. Now, I just, keeping in mind, I just moved to Atlanta. Okay. Um, I met this young man, and he seemed really interested in me. I was very attracted to him. Okay. And I decided to give him a shot. Yeah. Uh, we've been hanging out. He's been really great. He's been, you know, nice. He, I'm older than him, of course. Yeah. Um, Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he... Um, you know, he kept pursuing me and he seemed mm -hmm. really nice. So anyway, long story short, we decided, you know, he wanted for us to get together and have a great evening. And we did. We yeah. danced. I was teaching him different dances because I, I dance. Oh, wow. Um, and we had a wonderful time. So anyway, get down to it. We became, we decided to, you know, try, take things to another level sexually. Right. Yeah. And he was very disappointed. Um, he, was he was or you were? Well, he was a well-endowed young man. He had, you know, great yep. size and yep. everything. Um, and uh, things kind of stalled because, you know, I was insisting on protection. He, however, did not want to use a condom. Aww. Um, Because he said the condom squeezes him. And when that's on... He goes down. Oh, I was like, man. "Well, you got a problem." So, isn't that what they make magnums for? <laughs> and it was magnum <laughs> because when we got down to it, he was like ready to go in, and I was like, "Oh no!" And I said to him, "I was like, he's like, well, I don't have any condom." I was like, "Well, I have. Yeah, I got backup." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, so I pulled it out, and I was like, "Okay, you got to put this on." Mm -hmm. So then he's like, "No." because it squeezes me and it goes down and I can't and that was true he could not have an erection wow at all because of this condom and guess wow. what we didn't do it really and you know yeah. so he's he, I felt bad for him mm -hmm. but at the same time I have to protect myself right and um, I kept, you know, I kept, he, he kept talking to me and saying, okay, let's give it a try. I really don't want to, I was like, wait, I, you don't have a choice because I just moved to Atlanta. Yeah. I don't really know you for like, let's say I know you for two years right. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you've been involved in. Right. One, you're younger than me. So you should even try to protect yourself from me because I'm more experienced than you. Right. You know, and I just felt, I felt bad. Uh, he's still calling me. <laughs> I feel bad because I, you know, I, t I had to shut him down. Yeah. Um, but it's for both our sakes. For sure. You know, so basically that's my little, yeah. my little, you know, but I was all excited and, you know, like so wanted to get in, get it on. Yeah. But, but he well, couldn't, he couldn't stand, he couldn't stay up, he uh, couldn't do nothing. Wow. Wow. Because of this condom. That is um, interesting. But yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. So I keep asking myself a couple of times. I ask myself, maybe I should, you know, but I, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't right, bring myself right. to do it. Well, yeah. And that's the whole thing. If you don't feel safe, I mean, that's, that is totally, you can't ask a woman to give of herself if she doesn't feel safe. Right. You can't. Yeah. No. So, and, and, uh, and then that's, that's really just not on you at that point. If he can't, uh, if he can't perform. Um, it's a bummer, but it's not, it really isn't your fault at all. Now, I had a now another ish, another case where I met this guy. We had an amazing time. Yeah, we used condoms. We probably did like 10 rounds. Whoa. 
Wow. I need I need his uh, I need his secret. My and God. He was he was amazing. Wow. But then I feel you know. I don't want to be doing this type of stuff. Like I, mm. there was one guy, but this was like back in August. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this other guy was something recent. Gotcha. Um, you know, and so yeah, that has been my um. That's that's my like your little excitement. Your little excitement, <laughs> your lo- your love life since moving to Atlanta. <laughs> I gotta give you a good call. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Yes, thank you for hearing. A lot of directions one could go in commenting on her story, but here's a few. Again, never judge a book by its cover. Also, big kudos to her for standing up for what she needed in the bedroom to feel safe, i.e. condoms. I mean, you could tell she wanted to have sex with this young man, but just wasn't willing to sacrifice her boundaries, and I think that's so admirable. In terms of the young man and his inability to perform with a rubber on, oh man, that's a bummer. As a guy, I can fully appreciate that sex just feels so much better without wearing a proverbial raincoat in the shower. But what do you do if you can't seem to get it up when you have this uh, raincoat on? Whoever he is, I hope he's able to figure it all out. Okay, so when you were young, and if you had siblings, did you ever make agreements about what you would keep back from your parents? I know we did. Our agreements got more complex than a Middle East peace accord. Trying to remember all the dirt you had on your siblings and then threaten to tell on them if they told on you, it was like a full-time job for me growing up in a large family. There's an interesting twist though here at the end of this one. What do you do if you try to tell the truth and your mom just doesn't believe you? Story number 62. Thursday, December 10th, 2020, 9.43 p.m. Okay, so we were very young. Our brother, who is 15 now, he was around four or five at the time. Okay. And we lived in this apartment complex that had a river behind the apartment. So we'd go there and explore, take our dog, put him in our book bags, and just walk and do whatever. It was just us, the three of us, the original three before my other siblings were born. So like the original three amigos. Yes. And... So one day we were going on our regular walks and we decided to go across the river. Mm-hmm. There was no way to go across the river unless you walked on the logs of the trees that had fallen, right? Okay. And so my sister makes it and then my brother is in between. So my brother's going and I'm carrying the dog in our book bag. And so my brother falls. We don't know where he went. He just falls. Oh, no. And then we tried to get him. And there I am trying to pick him up with the dog in my book bag. I get him out, right? But we couldn't let my mom figure find out. Like, we couldn't tell her what happened. No. So then we go. The Thankfully, the um, apartment complex had a pool. Okay. We break into the pool. (laughs) We clean him up. 
we wash him up. Okay. We go to the house. We throw his shoes and his clothes in the dryer. And my mom comes home after work. We pretend like nothing happened. Wow. Till this day, she doesn't know. Oh. He's 15 years old. He didn't die, so. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Does he even remember it at this point? He does remember it, but we made a pact. We can't tell anybody. Oh. So your mom still doesn't know. My mom still doesn't know. Oh my god. The funny thing is that she asked why he was wet. What did you guys say? <laughs> I don't even remember what we said. Just came up with something. We just came, at that moment we just came up with something she never found out. Wow. I think did we did we try to tell her? Yeah. We tried to tell her but she's a Mexican mom. Okay. And we are young. She would still she would still get the chancla and whoop, uh, gancho. or the gancho. The mm-hmm. gancho? Okay. Uh, I'm going to assume that that's like... Uh, a coat hanger. A coat hanger. Ooh, a coat <laughs> hanger? Yes. That's funny because uh, we use coat hangers to like pry open doors, but I didn't know. So Mexican moms will like whack a kid. I think they're, uh, American uh, moms might use like a spatula or a spoon or something stupid like that, but I think a coat hanger is more effective. Yeah, yeah, she wouldn't just use. use so you want to just use one? She'd use three, three or, four. or four. Ooh, that's that's impressive, actually. Like that's yeah, I can see now. I wouldn't I wouldn't tell my mom either if she's gonna get me with a with a coat hanger. <laughs> no. I'd be like, no, she thank you. She didn't really believe us though. She did, oh, she didn't believe you? No, oh, we wow. tried to tell her, but she I don't even know how it happened. But we tried to tell her, and it was just like, hmm, you think I'm stupid. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Thank you for giving us a nice ride. Oh, you're so welcome. By the way, I think we could all have some very interesting conversations around punishment and corporal punishment specifically. How were you disciplined growing up? Do you feel like it was helpful or not so much? Do you feel like you're culture has different like you know punishment standards than than others do send me an email or dm a voice memo to me about your experience i would love to hear it and uh, even share it with your permission of course our last story for this episode is a good one to go out on i think Our rider apologizes a couple times for seeing the positives that have come from the 2020 debacle, but I know she's not the only one. And it has two common elements for this season, losing your job and dating. Also, there was some static on her mic and and I don't know why. So just bear with me through the imperfect audio to catch an all round pretty perfect story. Story number 63, Friday, December 11th, 2020, 12.47 a.m. Uh, I've been through a lot this week. I got laid off from my job, my really hot advertising job in New York City. Oh, wow. I'm back in Atlanta now, moving out of my apartment in January, and... I have just been out and about. Ever since I got laid off, I've been wow. out with my girls almost every night of the week, last two weeks. Wow, wow. And yeah, I 
just got back from this German guy I met's place. Okay. How'd that go? I think it went really well wow. as like a, you know, a benefits thing, not anything more. And I think okay. knowing the intention going in is, it's a nice thing to know. I think a lot of people have expectations and it like, if you know. Yep. Makes a big difference. Yeah. A very big difference. Yeah. And it kind of just like, yeah, makes it more enjoyable. How are you dealing with the being laid off, like mentally, emotionally? How, like, where are you at? Honestly, it caught me by surprise, and it it was hard. Like a lot. Mm-hmm. I love my company. I love everyone I work with. Everyone was shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't the only one, but Wait. it was still shocking. And yeah. luckily, I don't have to pay any more rent in New York. Like I'm moving out next month. Thank God. However. I know a lot of people aren't in my same shoes right now. And like during this pandemic, it's, it's wild. Like, yeah, yeah no, for sure. And then, uh, the German guy, um, how did you guys meet on, on an app? Uh, we or? met last week at yeah. Northside Tavern. Wow. Okay. So like, oh, you guys did it the freaking old fashioned way. We did like, it the old fashioned way. Like, I didn't I, know there was anybody say- left who <laughs> even does that. Like how, you know how it used to be like everybody was a Ashamed to say that they met on a dating app. Now it's like, wait, you guys met in a bar? Like, what's wrong with you guys? I know. We're we're abnormal and an anomaly (laughs) to society. Yeah, totally. Um, But, however, I don't know if it's still, like, a thing. It's really just, like, we're hanging out. It's not anything more. Like, I'm not looking Mm -hmm. for a boyfriend. He's not looking for a girlfriend. So I think, like, what, like I said before, like, that expectation. Yep, yep. And those, like... I don't know. Yeah, those expectations just, like, aren't there. So that's why we're able to enjoy it so much. I love it. Um, it could end up being something great, but if not, like, <laughs> there's no expectation. Right. You're not walking um, with a broken heart. Which exactly. Is yeah. And I think the reason I'm able to say that so confidently is because I just got out of a hardcore relationship. Ooh, how long? Of seven years. What? Seven the what? Years. Yes. And you, weren't, seven years. and you weren't married, but this was just like uh, I know, a not s- married. You're basically married at that point. I don't know what, whatever <laughs> you call right at seven I years. Like, I mean, come on. I know my parents are like you are just an old married couple. And I was like, holy shit, I'm 25. Like I'm not a fucking old married couple. I almost died. I like can't. Um, so yeah, I and, changed my life, and honestly, being laid off was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've really felt more young and alive than ever. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I, I, I don't want to say, I know a lot of people have had no, a really hard time. So but, I, but I will say this, uh, and, and we're rolling up your driveway. So this is kind of the end, but I will say that I, along with the really hard stories and the really painful stuff and all that, so many of people, so many people I know are saying, you know what, this season with all of the pain and all of the struggle, there's been a lot of really good things. It's kind of it's kind of brought us back to like what's really important. Uh, so I, I don't know if you're feeling that at all, but it sounds like you're kind of you're you're experiencing your own version of that. Yes, you're totally right. And yeah, it's it's a weird time, but luckily we're in Atlanta. I'm able to go out with friends and yes, be safe, but also. We're able to be more socially distant here than in New York, so I've been lucky. Yeah, and Atlanta's easily the most open city uh, that I know (laughs) of right now for COVID, so God bless Atlanta. Man, her thing on expectations 
is a life message. I mean, expectations can set you up for failure or success, and the circumstances can be exactly the same. So interesting that we have the power to tell our own selves what the narrative of the story that we're living is. In so many cases, whether we feel like a victim or like we're in the driver's seat of our own destiny, is partly determined by our expectations. This, my friends, is an ongoing lesson for me. Well, you may have noticed, like I did, that all of the stories this time around were about relationships to some degree or another. The first one being about how a stranger blessed our writer's life in their brief exchange. The second one is about strangers not really being good to each other. The third, about difficulties dating men in Atlanta. The fourth, about a lady wanting to get in on a nicely hung young man that just couldn't keep it up. The fifth story, about the relationships between siblings and parents. And our last story, involving not putting unnecessary pressure on a romantic relationship. And from our last writer, I wanna take those lessons about losing her job and it ending up being a good thing to heart. Man, sometimes the kingdom we think we want and work so hard to build is really killing us. I think it's interesting that she even slipped the line about her seven year relationship killing her in there. I wonder how much better our life would be if we learned when we were in a season of building and when we are in a season of letting things go so that better things can take their place. This is what happens when you are a rideshare driver in Atlanta and ask people for their stories. These weren't handpicked people with great stories. They just happened to get in my car and be gracious enough to share with all of us. And who knows, maybe someday you'll be in Atlanta and need to grab a rideshare and end up telling the rest of us the next great story on BCP. I'd actually encourage you to, every so often, just ask a stranger to share a story from their life. You never know what you might learn. I believe that our stories are powerful. They can make you laugh, cringe, cry, or even get you to think or feel differently. Our stories can truly make this world a little bit better place. So please, Subscribe, rate, and listen to this podcast and share it with as many adults as possible. It would mean so, so much to me. First and foremost, I want to thank the incredible writers who trusted me with your stories. You're my heroes. Thanks also to all the people in the background who have believed in this project slash dream. 
All of the music on this podcast was found on pixabay.com and it was free, which is an amazing gift when you're starting a podcast on a shoestring budget.